Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All righty, gang. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Here we go. Got my beautiful wife. I guess I was good enough last night. To... No, you weren't. Buddy. Okay. <laughs> but you didn't want to let all of you down. There's Marley right there. Marley's right there because Kelly Girl's here and he loves Kelly Girl. Marley loves Kelly. So he's right there to make sure that I do a good job today on the show and I take good care of my beautiful wife. And we already have a few questions and that's great. But we want to talk about Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. That is our sponsor for our Thursday shows. If you don't know what that is or what it's all about, it is one of the most spectacular things to be involved in. It is a um, membership-based company, but also you can also just book trips with Larry and the guys over at uh, Sport Fishing Alliance. You're going to grab this QR code real quick. This is going to help you to book your trips or you can go straight to the website and see all the great things that Larry and his guys over there at Sport Fishing Alliance has to offer, or excuse me, Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance has to offer you. I apologize, Larry, for that. But as you go over to the website, as you check this out, there are so many cool things. Like Kelly and I are going on that Alaska trip. We're super excited super about excited. that. To go up there and see the bears and stay at that nice resort that Larry's a part of and do all the fun stuff up there and see the halibut fishing and lingcod and the salmon. And and fly fishing for trout. These are all things, these are like bucket list stuff that you can do by being a member or simply just looking at what he has to offer. So make sure you hit that QR code because I'm not going to leave it up here that long. Just grab it because there's lots of stuff going on over there. So grab that QR code with your phone there. Make sure you download it onto your phone so that you have the opportunity to go check out all the great things that Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance has to offer, gang. He will not let you down. It's first class all the way. Fishing in Mexico, fishing in Cabo, fishing in San Diego, fishing in Alaska, fishing all up and down the Baja. There's so many different levels to be involved in with Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance that you will be blown away, especially if you enjoy fishing at all. You're going to absolutely enjoy being a member of this fine organization. And then all the different things that he has to offer you as far as fishing trips. There are so, I'm going to just see if I got one in here that he's got coming up. There he is. There's Larry. There's a little bit about the company, a little bit about what's going on. You can check it all out when you go online to his uh, website. Check it all out there. Look at it. Grab that QR code one more time, and uh, we'll get going here. This Today's show, grab that QR code one more time. You definitely want to check this out. I'm going to pull that down because we're going to go full speed here in one second. So if you're thinking about grabbing that code, grab it now. We're going to pull it down here right now. If you didn't get it, I'm sorry. Listen, gang. <laughs> 
there's a big deal. Dan and Kim, do me a favor because I can't post it, but you guys can if you don't know what's going on. They sold a big swath of the ocean off of Morro Bay to set up these, uh, if Tommy Gomes calls them, salad shooters. Oh. They're setting them up in Morro Bay. This is going to devastate the California gray whale on his annual migration from the Bering Sea down to the Bay's Lagoon of the Baja, California. This is going to devastate the humpback whales that have been going to Monterey Bay and to, to Morro Bay for years and years and years. This is going to devastate the phenomenal amount of bird life up there off of Morro Bay. This is going to devastate the otters. This is going to devastate so much beautiful sea life. But they don't care anymore. It's all about green energy. They just sold a giant area off of Morro Bay to put up these wind salad shooters. It's going to be horrible, gang. It doesn't make any sense. They're closing down sport fishing. They're closing down commercial fishing all over the California coast. They just shut down the salmon fishing. Mm -hmm. But here we're going to put out these things that are absolutely devastating to the environment, to the to the marine life, to to just everyday life. It's absolutely sad what's about to happen if you haven't paid attention to it. I talked about it a couple weeks ago, and now it's going full speed. They they sold the land. Bunch of people bid on it. Five people won the contract. They're going to go up there and they're just going to devastate the ocean and the marine life. And when I was growing up, Kelly, it was all about save the whales, save the whales, save the whales. Now it's they don't care about the whales. They don't care about the dolphins. They don't care about the turtles and the otters and all that other stuff. And these are the same people that pretended like they cared about them back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. They were the same exact people now that are getting paid big money by the green movement to build these salad shooters, as Tommy Gomes calls them, that are just, I uh, can't even, I don't know why this is being allowed to happen, but it will be devastating. Stay tuned. Watch the devastation. Watch the amount of whales and dolphins and turtles and otters that are going to get killed. You're not going to see the birds. They're just going to be grinded up and thrown out, like Tommy says, salad shooters. But all this is just going to, and nobody cares anymore. I don't understand why we don't care about it. It just blows my mind. And also, gang, it's text the show Thursday. So if you have any questions, you want to ask Kelly Girl why she's here. She's only here for a short time. She has an appointment. She's going to get going at 1230. She's got stuff to do, right? Huh? I do. I but do. if you guys want to talk to Kelly, you got a few minutes, but. Kelly and I talked about this last night, and uh, we wanted to talk. We wanted to talk about a little bit of a story that her and I were involved in. And uh, do you remember what we talked about last night? What the story was going to be about? I do. Okay, you want to talk? No, about it? go ahead. I don't yes, remember it in any way, <laughs> yes, shape, or form. Do. I've been working so hard today yeah. on all the comments and all the things. What? When I caught my first tuna. When she caught her first albacore. Yes. When she caught her very first albacore gang. Most of you don't even know what an albacore is. A lot of you have never seen one and never caught one. Kelly Girl was in the Make-A-Wish tournament mm -hmm. 17 years ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. It was 16 years ago. 10 years. Look at Marley wants to get on your shoulder. 11 years ago. Marley wants to get on Kelly Girl. He loves her. But uh, we were fishing in the Make-A-Wish tuna tournament down in San Diego. I was running 
one of my members votes. And then I had to get my good buddy Todd Manser to come because I had two members of my website that wanted to be involved in this tournament. So Todd ran one of one one boat and I ran the other boat and we tag teamed this tuna thing and it was yellowfin tuna. There was a little bit of yellowfin tuna biting down there by the lower five hundreds. And uh we got down into that zone and there must have been 150 boats. Yes. <laughs> counting the sport boats, the the tournament boats. There was really nothing. It was so crazy. There wasn't a lot of yellowfin biting. Wasn't a lot of stuff going on and off three, four miles out to sea. Cause I had my gyro stabilizing binoculars. I was looking for anything that looked like fish and I saw a blue whale way off in the horizon, probably three to four miles off the, off of where we were all fishing and no boats, nobody out there, blue whale spouting a hundred feet in the air, just spectacular. And I told Kelly girl and she'd never seen I've a blue never whale. Seen one. And honestly, you know, I've never seen one in, in real life. It was, so anyway, go ahead. And our, no, it's okay. And <laughs> our, uh, our group on the boat, we're all sleeping because they, they thought that tournament fishing was about drinking. <laughs> so they were, they were partaking in the drinking festival all night long. So on the trip and it was rough, they were all downstairs sleeping. I told Kelly, she was up at the bridge with me. We we're on a 43 Michelson at the time. I said, Hey babe. Back in the day when I was albacore fishing for a living, we used to catch albacore on a blue whale. There was no albacore out there. No one had seen an albacore. There was no albacore. But we went out there. I just want, there was nothing going on. There was no fish to catch. There was nothing going on. I just told Kelly, we're going to go look at this blue whale. So we cruised out there. And I said, if there are any fish on this thing when we got there, I go, you have to literally drag the feathers right over this animal's tail. We didn't have any bait. We're on a 43 Michelson. Remember their bait tank. If you've ever been on one, it, it's a bait killer. It's not a live bait <laughs> tank. It's a live bait killer. But regardless of all that, I changed out our feathers. I put on some zucchinis and some uh, a Mexican flag, a couple of zucchinis. And I said, if there's any albacore on this thing, we're going to troll right over this thing. And how close did I get to this? Oh, blue my. Rock? I, so close. It was... It was breathtaking to see this this animal that's just incredible. I can't, I can't even describe it, but yeah, it was. You got very very close. It was kind of the scary. largest <laughs> animal ever to live on the planet Earth, bigger than any dinosaur. Mm -hmm. The blue whale is by far the largest animal so, ever to live on the planet Earth. And if you understand how these animals swim and how they react in the ocean and how they react to boats. And I was lucky enough to run the whale watch boat for 20 years for my family up at Dana Point. So I had a pretty good understanding of how whales act. So I told Kelly, get as close as you can to me. We're going to drive right up on top of this thing. And basically you got to look right into his big old, mm -hmm. big old eyes. You got to look right in his eye. The eye is the size of a giant beach ball. These animals are over a hundred feet long. Weigh right around 80 tons or most, and they are cobalt blue. If you get up on top of them like we did, mm -hmm. they are blue, 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 and giant blowhole. And I looked and I saw the albacore underneath of his tail. And I was like, <laughs> this is going to be incredible, Kel. So I spun the boat back around, approached him at a different angle so that when he came up and took his final, because he would take five or six breaths and then he would go down for, for 15 or 20 minutes. The next time he came up, I was in position perfect, and I drug those 
feathers right across his tail and all holy heck broke loose. <laughs> Kelly went running down there. She never caught a tuna in her life. No. Her very first tuna she ever catches in her life is a 28-pound albacore yeah. on the back of a blue whale. Incredible. Incredible. We ended up catching seven albacore off that blue whale. And then I called in my buddy Todd, who was on one of my members' boats, but he was on a uh, he was on a Viking with a real bait tank. Mm -hmm. He came in there and got bit. He came all the way out to us. He got on that whale and he got bit and he had some bait. We caught seven off of it. He caught nine on a bait stop, one jig strike, and the rest on bait. But it was pretty spectacular, it was right? Very spectacular. I'll never forget it. Seeing a blue yeah, whale is. Yeah, seeing a blue whale and catching an albacore. Yeah, it was. It was one a lifetime experience, and that's where <laughs> that picture you see floating around every once in a while of Kelly girl holding up the albacore. That's where she caught it yeah. on the back of a blue whale yes. with our friends Tony. Yeah, Tony. No, no, no. Tony San Filippo. San Filippo, the lead guitarist for Lucy's Fur Coat. Yes. And our buddy Doug Kerrigan. Yes. And Keith Waring mm -hmm. and Kelly Girl. And yep. she was she was right there at the top of the leaderboard for a few hours till another boat came in with a big I yellow fin. Right? Yeah, you were third place <laughs> yeah. in her very There were probably like three women in the tournament, <laughs> but hey, whatever. Whatever. She caught a tuna in the make a wish tuna tournament. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. For sure, for sure. Kelly, Tim, me has it. Kelly, I'm a huge Elvis fan. What kind of music do you like, and who is your favorite artist? Oh, my goodness. Kelly is into music. I Go love ahead. music. Oh, my. I don't have a favorite. That'd be like um, picking my a favorite child, I think. Um, I But I do love music. I probably am partial to classic rock. My father uh, was always listening to music when I was little, and he would, you know, tell me, talk to me about, oh, hey, this is you know, Boston and they have two lead guitars. I mean, he would just tell me everything. So I probably like classic rock. I love everything except for, I'm not a big country fan and I'm not a big reggae fan. <laughs> so <but laughs> Two things that I like tremendously. My favorite band, if I had to pick a favorite, would be, uh, there's a band, uh, Interpol, and I, I, I love them. But um, yeah, I like all kinds of music. Yes, you do. She loves music. Whenever I come in the house after a day of playing out at the beach or something, I'll come in and the music is blaring in the house. She loves to listen to music. And I love music. Elvis, too. I and she loves right Elvis. Love she loved that movie. Oh, the yeah. Elvis movie yeah. and the, oh, my God. the star of it. Yeah, he, yeah, he was kind of not too bad to look at, but <laughs> the movie. Gang, something to remember also. When you hit this QR code and you go to Larry's website, when you end up over there at Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance and you're over there, when you call Larry on the phone, make sure you let him know that you came from your saltwater guide, gang. It will make a difference. He, he just texts me. He's got discounts for the people from your saltwater guide. He's got all kinds of cool stuff. He wants to talk to you. He wants to tell you about all the great things that are going on at Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. You need to go check it out. Anybody that likes to fish. And making sure one more time that Kelly and I know that we're invited to go to Alaska. So Larry's watching the show, gang. Make sure you hit that QR code. I'm going to pull it back down here again. And we're going to go back into talking about what we're talking about. We got some questions for Kelly. But scan that QR code with your phone. Make sure you grab it, get it. And I'll leave it up there for a couple more minutes. And uh, Kelly, with with 
Will Yellowtail be at the cattle at Catalina or the Coronados in mid-April? Uh, I would have to say, I do not know. <laughs> I do not know. Gang, there's already Yellowtail at the Coronados. The only reason that they haven't been biting is because of this phenomenal amount of weather and the dirty, dirty water and the runoff and, and the wind and the dirty water and the cold water. But when the San Diego, San Diego and the Liberty were down there and the weather was decent and the water wasn't all churned up from all the rain, yes, there's Yellowtail already at the Coronados. Yes, there's already Yellowtail at Catalina. And yes, this weekend, we're put, the game plans are going out. If you're not a member of my website, you want to check out my website. You want to download that app. The game plans, Kelly just listened to me make them. I talked to all my buddies. Everything's going on. The weather's calmed down. It doesn't look like it did when I first was trying to put together the game plans at the beginning of the week. Looks like you're going to have a good time this weekend at Catalina. If you haven't downloaded my app, grab that QR code that I just put up there right now and make sure you get our get our app and get our website and get that information on what's going on at Catalina and the Coronados and the Channel Islands and everywhere else that I cover on our game plans every week. Make sure you hit that QR code because it's coming down right now. Okay. We got so much going on with some absolutely decent weather this weekend on the inside from the, from, from, uh, the Channel Islands down to the Coronado Islands. It looks like that wind's going to give us a break. The outside, forget about it. Corn. San Clemente Island, Santa Barbara, San Nick. Oh, I hope you're not on a sport boat this weekend, but you better take your drama me because it's going to be unbelievably rough on the outside. Catalina and the inside and the Coronados looks really good. But uh, Kelly, this guy didn't leave his num name, uh -huh. but he wants to know how long have we had Marley? We've had Marley, it'll be a year at the end of May. We've got May the 24th. And if anybody's thinking about getting a monkey, what would you say, Kelly? I would say absolutely not. <laughs> Do you love Marley? Heck no. Heck no. That's a big N-O. You don't love Marley? I, oh, I love Marley. I love it. That's the, that's the kind of but, uh, the thing. It's I'm a little it's a bittersweet thing because I am just in love with him. He's like a child to me now. He's like my little son. And, but And I just couldn't see myself without him. Um, but he's he's a he's a handful. It's a lot of work and a lot of you have to invest uh, a lot of time in taking care of a little monkey like this because they're so social. They don't like to be alone. So you know, and we can't travel together very often. So if, if we do, we have to get babysitter. <laughs> it's it's a uh, yeah. So I would say no, right? Yeah, I wouldn't no. get a monkey. That was probably one of the lamest things I've done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you were thinking. Kelly and I are at a point now where we're lucky, though. We have a really good friend of ours, Eric Taylor, who yes. absolutely loves Marley and loves being in Cabo and has yeah. no problem. There's Marley in the back falling around. <laughs> has no problem coming down here and staying at our house in Paradise in Cabo San Lucas and taking care of our monkey. So. You can't just, when you have a monkey, oh, I can't just have anybody watch them like a neighbor. You know, I have to trust the person and trust that they're going to take care of them. Because like Marley's our, our little boy. He is yeah, just like, he is, he's just not, like a little, he's not at the, he's not Riley or Zach or Sean, but he's still pretty special in our hearts. Special, yeah. There is, besides our children, and I'll start crying, <laughs> I love my kids and you're, we love our kids so much, but. We have two rescue kitties, and we have this rescue monkey gang, and 
our lives are fulfilled with all the animals because oh our kids are growing up now and they have kids and it's just a yeah. different world. But now we have these animals to take animals. care of. <laughs> and we know we saved them because they, they have the best life. I mean, Marley, yes. there's no way Marley could have a better life. There's just no way. Our cats are pretty spoiled. And the cats are way spoiled. They what if what did the what do the cats get to eat all the time, Kelly girl? Shrimp. Jumbo shrimp. Jumbo shrimp. Scallops. Scallops. Fresh grouper and yeah, some pargo. Very, 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 very. They spoiled. eat as good as humans. They eat phenomenal. They and Marley, eat than a lot of humans. <laughs> some of the Marley's favorite food gang, since we have Kelly Girl here, what do you love making Marley and he just loves? Oh, well, I love, there are two things that he, well, three things he loves, but two things I make. He loves um, edamame, you know, the soybeans. I just steam them and I, you know, put a little salt on them and he loves those. I love them too. But um, I, he loves uh, green beans. Um, I will boil those and add some a uh, little bit of brown sugar to the water, and he loves those. He loves. Them. He just holds the green bean in his hand and just chomps on them. It's so cute to watch him. He has a little tongue. Marley oh, eats them up big yeah. time. And he loves worms and crickets, and but I'm not too big on that. But he loves them. <laughs> yeah. He does love those crickets and the mealworms. Mm -hmm. He's totally into yeah. it. And, and bananas. Uh, of course, he loves bananas. He has a little bit bananas. of bananas <laughs> chopped up early in the morning, and yeah. he likes to have those. He's not a big eater. He's not a big eater. Kelly, uh -oh. <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> what? Can you tell everyone how I won your heart? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Let's see here. Um... It was actually, you know what, the story, there's a story, there is a story. I was... Go <laughs> ahead, tell the, no, the, tell the honest the, to God the story. Mattress story? Well, Wait. tell the story about how I threw the harbor. On the so, okay, Coast so Highway. long, long time ago, in another life it seems, um, I had a, a... Boyfriend. I had a boyfriend. This was after, you know, I got divorced and I had a boyfriend and I was, you know... I guess shacking up with him, and uh, we lived in Huntington Harbor, and he was a fisherman, or he, I mean, he had a parker, and he um, would do charters, and I wasn't really, I didn't really, wasn't really into fishing yet, I mean, I didn't, you know, I, I don't know, but I used to go out with him, this, not him, but this other guy, and, you know, we, it was all right, but not like it was a lot of action fishing-wise, and, um, but uh, anyway, so we'd be sitting in the living room right there in Huntington Harbor, um, and Dave would come driving by on the Liquid Coast Highway, and my boyfriend at the time would say, oh my gosh, that's Dave Hansen, you know, he's, he's like, you know, I, I could tell that, you know, this guy was just, just in awe over Dave and thought Dave was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm, you know, and I'd look at him every time we'd come by and I just thought, oh, you know, and then I would listen to him on the radio. You were on Let's, our, uh, 979. I would do the 976 yeah. daily reports right. for Phil Friedman. And so one, one morning he was given a report and he told the story how he caught a mattress and I just thought in the was, propellers. I thought that was the funniest thing. And I thought, man, I can't believe he told that on the radio. You know, that's, that's embarrassing <laughs> but anyway but that's kind of you know after that I was just like I gotta I gotta find
find this guy, to meet this guy. And we, he hasn't gotten rid of me since. <laughs> Here we are, 17 years later, gang. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, all Here the time. Go away. <laughs> right, gang. That's, that's, yeah, we have a horrible relationship that you can tell when you see us everywhere you see us and how we act with each other. Oh, no. That's it's all a big you. show in front of people. David's as soon as we turn off the cameras, we're beating the hell out of each other. No, David, but Dave, Dave continues to win my heart on a daily basis because he's so good to me. And he's funny and he's good to everybody else. And so he's Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you very, very much. Gang, we're gonna um, we're gonna. If you have any questions, we got Kelly for like seven more minutes, and then she has a big appointment. We just want to let everybody know, Kelly girl and I are leaving on the sixteenth uh, of April, and we're gonna be offline. I know it's gonna blow your minds, but we're gonna be offline for a week. We're leaving for ten days. We're gonna do one show on Thursday. I promise, Kelly. I will stay off of social media for. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> We're going to Hawaii. We're going to Kauai to go hang out over there. I've never Kelly's been there. Never been there. Never been to Hawaii. So we're going to we're gonna shut the show down for a week. We're going to do one day on Thursday. We're not going to do any live guests or anything for a week. We're going to shut it down. But tomorrow we have a really special guest. We have the great Pete Gray is going to join us from Let's Talk Hookup. Pete's been doing his radio show for 30 years, I'm 30 excited. plus years. I'm very excited. Did Kelly ever meet Mel Bacon? No, she did not. She, He was gone before Kelly got into my life. Mel Bacon is my biggest mentor. He's the one that taught me so much about how to, besides my father, Mel was like my dad, Mel Bacon, and he was very instrumental in my life and very, very important. And he taught me a lot, and he was on the boat the very first time I ever ran it by myself back in the early 80s. When I took the first sport boat out alone, it, Mel Bacon's a very, very big part. Don't forget Pete Gray tomorrow on the show. Thanks, Tim, for asking that question. I've heard a lot of, yeah. a lot of good things about him. Mel was an incredible human being. God rest his soul. Thank you for always bringing Mel up, Tim. That brings me right back home. Puts a little tear in my eye because I love Mel like my dad. So. Okay, we got a couple more minutes with Kelly Girl. Let's ask her to tell one more story. How was the drive to Cabo the first time? Oh, gosh. It was the first, the only time for me. It was the first and only, and probably, no, it won't be my last, but it was, um, it was, it, it was, it was uh, very scary. It was scary. I'm going to be honest. I was scared. <laughs> I was all gung-ho in the beginning, but we ran into some, some hurdle, you know. Started out right away, the very first thing. <laughs> January 2019 is when we came moved down here full time, and the very first thing we did, we pulled up to the uh, driving into Mexico. Yeah. The very first thing they take us aside and put our car through a uh, ginormous X-ray machine. Giant X-ray machine, but they removed Kelly from the car. We get out of the car. It was rain, kind of Pouring. drizzling. Well, it was drizzling at first, and it started pouring. And I just got out of the car. We have everything we own in the in the in stuffed in this car. And I get out. I don't have my purse. I don't have a passport. I'm just like no oh, ID. I'm in Mexico, but, you know. And with I, a guy with a machine gun. With, uh, they made me go sit in a tent with uh, several men with machine guns, and I was like, 
oh my gosh, you know, this was scary. So that was kind of scary and I didn't know what was going to happen. And then eventually Dave, um, you know, put the car through this giant x-ray machine. All was good. And I was able to um, get going back. into Mexico gang. And then the good. trip, that's a story for a different, that we did this on story time a couple of years ago. It is an incredible story gang. It, it was, it was, it, yeah. It, I mean, it was, yeah, there were, there was a lot of things that we, we wanted to, I wanted to see, we planned to do, but um, after we had a little, we had a couple problems on the way down, I told Dave, you know what, just get me to Cabo. I don't want to stop and look at things. I just want to get to Cabo. <laughs> and it felt like forever because it just, we, our car broke down, our two, our, both of our cars broke down because we had a friend, Steve Campbell, follow us and help us out. And both cars broke down. It was just, it was a it was a disaster. I, for, I really it was it. a crazy ride I mean, we down. We probably shouldn't have. <laughs> I don't know. It was a crazy ride down. Know. We're gonna do it again here on the sixteenth of May. We were lucky enough to buy a car from our good friend Justin, and we're gonna drive that new truck down the Baja. I'm just gonna pray. We're going to Disneyland yeah. on the sixteenth of so May. That's Kelly's favorite on place on the planet. I haven't been in years. So. And then we're gonna drive back down to Cabo. We'll see how that trip goes, huh? Yeah, yeah. You excited? I'm excited, but I just hope we don't have any problems. I don't. I don't. I really thought on this first trip down, I really thought there was a, an uh, an incident that happened, and I thought for sure. Dave and I, one of us, probably me, was going to go to jail. And I mean, we didn't do anything illegal, but just the way the that stories, <laughs> you know, like a lot of you sitting at home watching the stories on on the news every day about how dangerous it is down here. Poor Kelly had that preconception, yeah. and then it just kept stacking up and stacking up and stacking up. But as usual, here, we made I'm it. Here, we got still there, and I love it. <laughs> and we had a great. We have a great life down here. We have great animals and monkeys. And yeah. Life is pretty good. Gang, Kelly's going to jump out of here. She's got to go. I'm going to finish this up and talk to you for a few minutes thanks about what's going on. And thanks for uh, coming on the show, Dave. That's hey, fun. you're welcome. Anymore? People say, please tell her thanks for being on the show. Aw, you're quite welcome. It's my pleasure, isn't it, Dave? <laughs> yeah, she loves to be. She loves to be on the show. She loves to be I, in front I of everybody. Be honest, because in the beginning of the show, I, I, I was like, I'm so uncomfortable being on t on the you know being live online in front of all these I people. Like being, I don't know their picture taken or anything like that. But yeah, so I do it. I do it. It's You're here. Fun. You did I, it. I, I and step out of my box every once in a while. Everybody loves Thursdays with <laughs> Kelly. No matter what you think, they do. Uh -huh. We get lots of great messages. Lots of great feedback. Everybody loves having you on the show, sweetheart. So thank you very much well, for blessing you. us for a half an hour with your kindness. <laughs> and right. you have a great time, and I'll talk to you okay. when I'm done with the thank show. You. Bye. All right, gang. So listen, thank you very much, Kelly girl. We love you. So here's the deal. We, we are under attack again, like I say all the time. It's super important that you become members of CCA. It's probably the most, it's the only, by far, it's the only way we get a voice at the table. It's the only thing that we got going in our favor as far as all these closures and everything they're trying to do to us here in Southern California. and The whole state of California, all they want to do is end fishing for some reason. And now they want to put these salad shooters up out in the ocean and, and devastate all the marine life out there that we've worked so hard for so long to try to save. 
please become members of CCA. Hit that QR code right there in the middle of the stop the closures. It's imperative. Wayne's up at the um, Bart Hall show right now trying to sign up as many members as he can. It's super important that we all get involved. We cannot just keep sitting on the sidelines, gang, and just keep letting them just destroy our great state of California. But that's what they're on a mission to do. And I can't even believe it because the people that run the state, those are the people that were at Woodstock. And they were the people that were at uh, Haight-Ashbury and just singing about saving the planet and saving the whales and saving everything. And now I don't understand why it's so important to make the most the most God-awful energy on the planet. That that wind energy, that is not a clean energy. It's very sad. And the amount of whales that are going to die is just sickening. I, I know I don't, I don't want to talk about negative too much, but it just blew my mind. When Dan and Kim sent me that video last night and I watched it and I, I was listening to the commercial fishermen on the video and I was really close to just breaking down crying because it's just amazing how they're on a mission just to shut down anybody that ever makes a living on the ocean. Anybody that they just are against us like you can't even comprehend. I don't know where they think their food is going to come from. Like we talk with Tommy Gomes and we talk with Luke McFadden on our live shows and like those both said, we're trying to catch food to feed America. That's what we're trying to do. 90% of the commercial guys that are getting shut down by all these things, trying to catch food to feed America. I don't know why that is such a hard thing to understand. I don't know why these politicians don't understand this. And I don't know why we're on a mission to destroy all these people's lives. But on a good note, the game plans will be posted at three 30 this afternoon. And, uh, there, the wind is stopped. If you go to windy.com, it looks like the wind is going to lay down for us for this weekend on the inside. And it looks like we're going to have a really fun opener rockfish. And I've been talking about this rockfish thing for the last week because it's coming right up Saturday's opening day of rockfish. Thank God we finally get to go rockfish fishing and we're so excited. And, uh, there's a plethora of spots on our website available to all members that you can grab those GPS numbers and you can listen to me explain to you how they fish and how important it is to make sure you're zeroed out 0, 0.00 on your uh, distance to go to catch these rockfish. You should all have a great weekend of rockfish fishing if you pay attention to our game plan, if you pay attention to our how-to rockfish videos, and if you just go out there and spend the time and fish the proper way, I think you're going to have a great weekend. And then don't forget, the month of April, we're giving away $200 US to the very best picture report on our community section, which is going to be absolutely spectacular if you... If you look at our community and how it all works and how how everybody on the community is sharing positive, there's zero, zero, zero negative allowed on the community, which is amazing with social media today. And like Dan and Kim, they watch me every day, Darren and Augie and Mike Lewis. I thank all of you for the stars. and Scott, everybody that sends me stars every day. It helps feed Marley. It helps feed the kitties. It helps feed Kelly. 
And it just makes me feel good inside when I see you giving your love. And thank you very much for the stars. But also what I want you to do is go look at this video that I posted. Now it's three days old. It has over a million views on Facebook. And it's how to tie up your bow. And the amount of people, it's amazing. And last night at 1.30 in the morning, we started getting prank phone calls from haters on there. Uh, people from back east that were uh, making death threats to us. It's just amazing to me the amount of hate that's out there. I just can't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me, but it's funny and we get a kick out of it and it doesn't really bother me as much as it bothers Kelly when these people do this. I just think it's phenomenal that people are spending that much time thinking about me. It makes me laugh. All these haters but if you delve into it and look, like Dan and Kim say, they start every morning out drinking their coffee, reading the comments. It is absolutely unbelievable how I've worked in the sport fishing industry my whole life, ran yachts my whole life. And my father owns nine sport boats. And uh, I have no idea how to tie up a boat. It's so funny. And uh, you want to go look at those videos. And then we have another great video of how to dock the boat. And I didn't have a clue that I didn't know how to dock a boat. And all these years I've been driving the boat and docking the boat. I had no idea. I didn't know how. So you want to go read these comments. If you like comedy, go read them, check them out. And if you want to see how hateful people are, which just blows my mind, the amount of hate out there nowadays, I just don't understand it. They've never met me. They've never sat down and had a cup of coffee with me and they don't know me, but boy, do they hate. Just hate, 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 just mind-boggling. But there's plenty of love, too. I get a lot of great comments, and I get a lot of great people that have nothing but positive things to say. So that's what keeps me going. That's what makes me smile. And I want to thank you all. Gang, you're not even going to believe it. For the month of March, which ends tomorrow, we've had just over 80 million views on Facebook alone. Think of that number, gang. 80 million views on Facebook alone. That doesn't count TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Megaphone, Apple Podcast. We've had over 80 million views on one platform and we post on six platforms every single day. So that number is absolutely mind-boggling to me and it's because of all of you. I, I'm not sitting there hitting the, the view button 100 million times a day. Gang, it's just amazing to me. And I want to tell you all how much I appreciate every one of you. And that's why we have these contests on our website. That's why we have these contests on our show is to give back to you. And if you guys came to the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, we gave over $10,000 worth of product away at the show in a four-day period, which is, that's a lot of product. But there was a lot of people that came to the show and showed us the love and wore our clothes and if you haven't been to our store yet, go check out our store. It's pretty incredible. The different clothes we have, all the cool stuff we have available at our store. You can check it all out there at your saltwater guide, the store. You can check out the shirts and all the different sands and the coffee cups and the hats. We have phenomenal hats now. It's just so cool. And then don't forget, Larry, don't forget about um, sport fishing Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance, gang, it's it's imperative that you get involved with this because 
It is an opportunity to go on some trips that most of us can only dream about, but Larry's made it so that it is absolutely attainable to us. So hit that QR code with your phone and just go look and see what I'm talking about. And then Larry's phone number is put up on, on the website at Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance, and you can give Larry a call and you can talk to him and see. He's just like myself. He's been in this industry for a very long time. He's a great fisherman, but he's also very personable and he wants to talk to you. I don't know very many people that own websites and that are businessmen like myself and that are going to answer your phone. I know I answer every call and how cool is it that Larry's willing to answer every call and tell him you saw, you saw his stuff here on your saltwater guide. He's going to make you a smoking hot deal. You're going to be on a trip of a lifetime and maybe you'll ever end up with Kelly and I up in Alaska fishing. Cause we're definitely going Larry. And thank you for the great invite. Thanks for being a part of the show. Check it out gang. And uh, I want to thank everybody for asking Kelly some questions because she does not like doing this. She does not like getting in front of everybody. She, that's not her deal. You know me, I, I eat it up. I love it. I love doing seminars. I love doing the live seminars in front of you like we did at the PCS show. That's my deal. It's what I'm into. But um, I am blown away by the amount of people that have reached out to me and want to get involved in trying to help save the fishing because it is so important to us to save fishing so that our grandkids and our children get to go fishing. And this rockfish opener of this rockfish, let's be, let's be proactive as a group. All right. From today forward, let's go out to the stores. Let's get our descending devices. If we don't have them already, let's make sure that we're not the ugly American out there with 10 or 12 rockfish floating around our boat. Let's make sure we have our descending devices. Let's send those rockfish that we do not want to keep back down to the bottom so they can live. And remember what I said about that deep water stuff. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You're going to go catch a fish that you're not allowed to keep anyway. Cow cod, warthogs, they live down there in the depths. You don't get to keep them anyway. So you, there's no reason to go fish for those. If you are a member of my website and you have all those great rockfish spots downloaded onto your GPS, you don't need to go out there deep water rockfish fishing. Besides that, it's no fun. Who wants to go drop down that deep and go catch something that you can't keep? And the amount of weight that you're going to have to have and all that stuff is absolutely, absolutely amazing. All right, here's Mike from Los Angeles is asking me a question. Hey, Cap, I'm going on a three-quarter day Sunday out of San Pedro. What would your approach be on the trip like this? For targeting those lingcod and reds, would you start with the live bait or throw a, a seven to nine inch swim bait or fish rock cod squirts all day? What I would do if I got on the boat, I would search out the captain. That's who I would search out first and say, hey, captain, where, what are we doing? What, how much weight should I have? How deep are we fishing today? Where are we going? Because the captain, yeah, he's going to tell the crew. But he's only the only one that really knows what he's going to do. He is the only one that really knows what he is going to do. He is the captain of the boat. He is the one in charge of where the boat's going and what it's going to fish for. So the captain is who I would search out. I would ask him, hey, Cap, introduce yourself. My name is Mike. Find out who he is. 
talk to him by his name, ask him if he wants a cup of coffee. If he needs anything from the galley or anything, just let you know, you'd be more than happy to get him whatever he needs. He's probably not going to want anything, but it means something to us as captain when somebody reaches out to us and talks to us like a human and then ask him, hey, I just want to not be a part of any problem. I want to know what depth we're fishing. How, how much weight do you suggest I have on? What are we, what are we doing today? Are we fishing? Just let him tell you. Don't ask him, hey, are we fishing Lincoln today? Are we fishing? Ask him, what are we doing today? And then listen, be quiet. Listen to what he has to say. Listen to what the captain is saying because it's imperative that you pay attention. I don't care what you did last year on the boat when you went out. I don't care what you did yesterday on the boat when you went out because today's different. Every day is different. You want to listen to the captain. That's the number one thing. And it's on my videos on my website is when you get on a sport boat and you're going out fishing or a charter boat or wherever you're going, the captain is the only one that really knows what's going to happen. He'll pass that information on to his first deck. He may even pass some of the information on to the cook. But if the captain is approachable, and nowadays with what's going on in the world and what's going on and how hard our money is to come by, all good sport boat captains are approachable. They, if, the, if you can't talk to the captain, I'm sorry, I'm going to rip your covers off if you're that guy. If you cannot talk to the captain, if not making himself available to talk to, to get information that is going to be imperative to you catching fish the next time you go, don't go on that boat anymore. I'm sorry. That captain should be super approachable nowadays. It's super important because it's all about the interaction between you and the captain, you and the crew. If you get on the boat and the crew's already got a bad attitude and they all have a cigarette hanging out of their mouth and they don't really care and they got a bad, then don't go on that boat ever again. You don't know which boat to go on. You go on it. You don't know. I'm telling you how hard money is to come by nowadays and how important it is to be treated like a human. You don't want to go on the boats that don't treat you good. You don't want to go on the boats that don't understand the value of your money coming on their boats. And, and those of you that are deckhands or captains that are watching me and you're pissed because I'm pulling your covers off. I don't care. I really don't care because you should be approachable and your deckhands should lose that attitude right now. You're just a deckhand on a sport boat. You're no better than any of us. You're just a deckhand on a sport boat. So bring down your attitude and be a part of having fun and pay attention to your passengers. That is the most important thing I would tell anybody that works on a sport boat today is be involved in the situation. So that's what I would tell you, Mike. That's going to be your best way to approach it. And then, yeah, if you talk to the captain and you talk to him like a human and he talks back to you like a human, then great. Then you can ask those intricate questions like, hey, Cap, any of these spots we're going to go to today, is there any chance that I could catch a lean caught on him? And, and if so, how would you do it? And then do what he says. And if he says, now we're just going to try to fill the boat up with uh, reds and white fish today, then fish for reds and white fish and catch more than your limit and help the people out that can't catch their limit because there's going to be those people on the boat. And then after you catch your limit, look around for the children on the boat and let them wind up your fish that you hook. There is no better feeling than when you allow a child to wind up a fish and you get to see the smile on their face. 
when I go on sport boats, that's what I'm looking for every time. I want to get as close to the children as I can and the tourists that I can, the rental rods, and I want to make sure that they have the greatest experience they can have. Because what's going to happen is then they have a great feeling about fishing and a great feeling about the people that work on the boat. And it's all going to transform into a great day for everybody involved. So if you work on a boat and you're watching me, and I know a lot of you watch me, even though you're, oh, I don't don't watch Dave. He's an idiot. Yeah, you do. Because you all quote everything I say everywhere I go. Y'all. So I know you're watching me. And if you want to be successful in this industry, make yourself available to the people on your boat. And lose your attitude. You're a deckhand on a sport boat. You do not you do not have the right to have an attitude, for goodness sakes. You just don't. I'm sorry. Uh-oh, we might have a captain here sending us. Nope, it's not it's not a bad text. It's not a bad tech. Good. I thought it would be. Something about when the fish aren't biting. Do you ever try anything unconventional? I always do. I'm always outside the box. I always have been since the beginning of time. I always, always, always was doing unconventional stuff that no one else was doing. When I was fishing sand bass on the spots, I would chop up a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of chum and put it down on the anchor on the chum bucket so that we were chumming on the bottom. There's just a bunch of different ways to go about it. But all this stuff's available on my website. All the unconventional ways to catch fish when they're not biting. I ran sport boats for a very long time. I've been involved in the sport fishing industry for a very long time. My father was the Don of sport fishing in Southern California. If you have never looked up Donald Hanson, you may want to look him up. Find out that we aren't brand new in the industry. We've been around for a couple of minutes. My dad started in the industry in 1947. But we cover the sport boats. We cover everything on our website. Everything to be to be uh, successful when you go out fishing. And it, remember, it's not always just about catching. It's about making it a great experience for everybody on the boat. You don't want to be that guy. And Gang, if you go on a boat and the deckhands have an attitude, don't go on that boat anymore. Please, let's let's stop giving them our hard-earned money. If the captain's not approachable, let's stop going on that boat. Come on, you guys. It's up to us. We can, we can change the attitude. If you don't show up, and if no one shows up for their boat, they'll start to understand it. They'll start to get it. Because remember, it's not all about fish. It's about the whole experience. All right, gang, do me a big favor, please. One last time, I'm begging you now, all my fans, everybody out there, download this this QR code. Let Larry know that you watch the show. Let Larry know that you want to know what in the heck is Dave always talking about, about Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance, and why does Dave think it's such a great deal? Hit that QR code and call Larry up. His phone number's right there and say, hey, I watch on Dave's show. Why is he so excited about what you're doing, Larry? What what is it about you? Gang, the only way to find out is to call him. If you don't believe me, call Larry. But you obviously believe me because you watch me every day. We get thousands of views a day on the live show. 
hit that QR code, give Larry a call, find out what's going on over there, get on one of these great trips that he's got going, get on one of these vacation destinations he's got going on. It's just a phenomenal opportunity for you to do bucket list stuff. The stuff Larry does at Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance is bucket list stuff, gang. It's the stuff that you see on YouTube and on, on, the, on the Travel Channel, and then you could actually get involved in this and you're going to feel safe because you're going to go with Larry and his buddies and you're going to be in a safe environment with a group of people that you end up being really good friends with and, and the, the friendship travels along for your, the rest of your life. These are the things I want you to get involved in and see. Right? That is such a, because, you know, a lot of these destinations like Mexico and uh, Alaska, these are places that we think about, but we're like, oh, I don't I don't know, man. I don't want to go with my son or my daughter or my wife into a, a foreign country, into Mexico, and I don't know anything about it. And I'm, you're going to go with a group when you go with Larry. You're going to go with a group. You're going to be super safe. You got nothing to be afraid of. And these things are big bucket list vacation destinations. So go check out Larry. D download that QR code onto your phone right now. It'll open up the app and you'll be there and you'll go, holy moly, I had no idea this was available to me. And you'll be blown away. I promise you, I will not disappoint you. And if, and if you don't feel the love from Larry, call me and tell me. And I'll, I'll come up and tell him, no, you'll never do that. Larry's one of the good guys. You just like talking to me. You'll be blown away. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Gang, okay? Don't forget, tomorrow is a big show. Big, big show. My good buddy who's helped me out of my career so much. You can't even, and like my father used to say, Pete Gray made sport fishing in Southern California relevant. And he makes it relevant still today. He does that two-hour radio show on Saturdays and Sundays on the Mightier 1090. And, on his, and he has the app. You can download the app. Go to the Mightier 1090 to to uh, the website, Let's Talk Hookup. Hit that QR code, take you straight to the website. Check out all the cool things that Pete does, but he makes sport fishing relevant in Southern California. He has lots of the captains, lots of the crews on his show every week, live, in studio. I'm on there every Sunday morning, so you know it has to be legitimate. No, I'm just kidding. No, Pete has a phenomenal show. I begged for so long to be a part of that show, and I'm so happy that I'm a part of that show. And watch us tomorrow. It's going to be insane to get to know where Pete came from, what, he, what he's doing today, and all the great trips that you can be involved in on Let's Talk Cookup with Larry at uh, Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. Just check out all the cool stuff. Download my app, yoursaltwaterguide.com. I will be with you tomorrow with Pete. Tune in live at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time tomorrow. And then tomorrow at the end of the show, we'll announce our special guest for next Friday. I think a lot of you will be blown away that he's actually going to be on our show. But let's not think for one second that it's not going to be a great show with Pete because it for sure is. So I'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for showing the love to my beautiful wife and my monkey and my kitties and me. Don't forget to leave stars always. Those of you on Apple and Spotify and uh, Megaphone, like I said, I was wrong yesterday. We have a 400% listener rate over there. That's mind-boggling to me. So thank you all very, very much. 
Check out the salad shooters are going to put off a of Morro Bay. It's not hard to find it. I just can't. I don't have the licensing to show the video, but just go look at these wind farms are going to put off a of Morro Bay. It is going to be incredible. So sad. All right. Bye.